Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith and I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. You know, I'm married to one woman, praise God. I have one wife. They're gonna show you a photograph of her right here. This is my girl, there she is, there's Lisa. And uh, you know what, every time I look at her, I know there is a God, hey? God's been good to me, and that's our miracle daughter, and I'm not going to talk too much about our story this morning. I'm going to share a bit more about that tonight, but, but her name is Lila Hope, and she's our second little girl. Like we, we had uh, one baby called Elle, and sadly, uh, she was stillborn at nine months, and, and she bypassed earth and went straight to heaven, and we were told we may never have children. But we, we had a faith in God, and we believed in the impossible. And a few years later, we did indeed break the rules, and God blessed us with little Lila Hope, and her name means beautiful hope. So if you've never seen a miracle, I just want you to look at that one more time, because that's our miracle. That's our miracle. And if God can do it for me, I believe He can do it for you too. So, uh, so that's my family, and we'll share a bit more tonight. Tonight I'm going to talk about worship and a few other things, but this morning I have a, a different message for you. So I'm going to pray, and then we'll get into it. Are you ready? You know, I get a little bit loud, so, uh, you know, sometimes I don't even need a microphone. But I'm just excited for what God's done in my life, and uh, I believe He's going to do something in you today. So let's pray, and then we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, Lord, we do indeed thank you that you are a faithful God. And Lord, I thank you for every man, woman, and child that is under the sound of my voice today. Lord, I ask that you will renew people's minds, that souls will be refreshed, that hearts will be transformed. May no one, may no one leave this place the same today. Holy Spirit, we make room for you to move, and we are expectant and excited for what you are going to do in your house this morning. And a faith-filled R8 church said, Amen. And Amen. Well, the title of my message is this, Chasing the Chariot. Chasing the Chariot. I'm going to open up from Genesis chapter 1. And uh, how many of you have brought your Bible this morning? Oh, dear. Not too many of you. Well, Genesis chapter 1, uh, verses 14 down to 19. It says this, And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. Seasons, days, and years. Seasons, days, and years. And let them be lights in the, in the vault of the sky sky to give light on earth and it was so God made two lights the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night he also made the stars God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness and God saw that it was good I like that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning the fourth day. 
evenings, mornings, seasons, days and years. Have you ever thought about time? What are you doing with your mornings, your evenings, your seasons, your days and your years? What are you going to do with the time you have left? Benjamin Franklin once said that lost time is never found again. Waste your money and you've wasted your money. Waste your time and you have lost a part of your life. That is why we must make the most of every day we live in this side of heaven and get out of us all that God has put in us. The Bible says that when we invite Jesus Christ into our life, then the eyes of our heart is awakened and we become a child of God. We start to discover that God has a great plan for us, that we have a new hope and a purpose. Oh, I wonder if anyone in here lives for a purpose. You know, purpose means this, the reason for which something exists. The reason to which something exists. You have to know your purpose to fulfill your destiny. You have to understand what you have been created to do and why you are here. Everyone knows that a watch has a purpose and it is to tell the time. A pen has a purpose and it is to write love letters to your wife. I'm helping out some of my brothers in here this morning. We know that, that a car has a purpose, and it is to drive you from Porter Down to the North Coast. Phil tells me that's where you all go on holiday. Christians have a purpose, and that is to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, and to love your neighbor as you do yourself. Now, of course, we are all unique, and God has called each of us to be to, to different assignments and to, to touch different spheres of influence. Uh, some of us are called to be a light in the business world, in the political world, in, in the arts and entertainment world, in the sporting world, in the media and technology world. Some of us have called to be in ministry. Some of us are called to be full-time parents and, and, and grandparents. And let me tell you, if that is your calling that is just as powerful as all the other callings to raise the next generation and the list can go on and God has graced us all with various gifts and talents to be as productive and as fruitful as we can be but no matter how specific your, your uh, uh, calling may be we all have the same purpose and that is to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as you do yourself, to make God's love known. Now, now this isn't as easy as it sounds. It's not always easy to love God, especially when you're going through a difficult situation, or life doesn't make sense. And it certainly isn't always easy to share your faith. I remember one of the first times I ever shared my faith. I was 21 years old. And for those of you trying to work out my age, I know what you're thinking. I'm 35. I'll save you a job. But I was on an aeroplane to Australia. I was going to Bible college. 
out there and the flight from London to Sydney is about 24 hours. It's a long flight and it was a night flight and during the night I got up to, to stretch my legs and you know, take a moment to look out the window, see what I could see. When all of a sudden this girl approached me. Now I don't mind having small talk. I don't mind having conversation. And, and she began to, you know, talk to me. But it went on and on. And on. And do you know when you're in those chats and you're just like, you know, come on, darling, just wrap this up. Let's just wrap this up, you know. I was nodding my head and, and she, she, she wasn't getting the hint. She was telling me about her life story. And then all of a sudden, she told me she was getting married in two months. And I said, fantastic. Congratulations. But she then said to me, but I'm, I'm a bit unsure. And, and, and I would like one more bit of fun before my big day. And she nodded in the direction of the toilet. Now in my head, I said, get behind me, Satan. But then with my legs shaking a little bit, that doesn't, you see, this thing doesn't normally happen to me like that. My legs were shaking and with my, with my faith rising, I said, now listen, I'm going to Bible college because I've found Jesus. Do you know Jesus? I said to her. Do you know Jesus? And at that point, she turned around. She walked back to her seat. Now, I don't know if she found her purpose that day, but I certainly found mine. I was going to Bible college, and nothing was going to stop me. Do you like that story? It's true. It's true. You see, God has called everyone in here to live a life of significance in the time you have left. And so this morning, I want to help you do that by giving you some keys from one of my favorite passages of Scripture about a man who fulfilled his purpose on earth. Now, we don't have time to read the entire story, so I'm going to summarize it for you and pick out some keys in it. It's found in Acts chapter 8. And it is about a man called Philip. And Philip, he was a man of God, and the Lord speaks to him one day to get up out of bed and go on a journey. On this journey, he, he meets an Ethiopian man. Uh, and, and this Ethiopian man had, had been in Jerusalem on a pilgrimage, and he was now traveling back to Ethiopia. He was an important man in that nation. He served the queen. He looked after all the treasury in that country. And he was, he was in a chariot reading some scripture when Philip hears him. He runs up to him. They get involved in a conversation. And this Ethiopian man in the chariot invites Philip to come and join him. They talk about what they were reading, and this man gives his life to Jesus, gets baptized by the side of the road, and goes home to transform his nation. It is an incredible story, and so I want to give you three keys from this story that's going to help you fulfill your purpose. The first is this. To fulfill your purpose, number one, you need to recognize God's voice. Recognize God's voice. The first thing I notice in this story is that Philip recognizes the voice of God. Acts 8, 26 says, Now an angel of the Lord said, Go south to the road, the desert road, that leads down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out. 
He doesn't ask questions. He doesn't hang around. He doesn't waste a second. Why? Because he knows God's voice. How? Because he has taken time to be with God. Do you know, before the days of mobile phones, there was something called a landline phone. Does anyone remember a landline phone? You know, the, the ones with a wire that was attached to the wall and the really big buttons? My nan had a landline phone that you had to do this with it. You know that one? Remember that one? And dial it around for ages. Now, you know, every time my dad, when he was at work, when my dad called our house phone, it, it never flashed up with his face. It never flashed up with his number. It, it, it never flashed up uh, uh, with, uh, uh, what's the other thing it could have done? Um, yeah, it never flashed up with his name. That's it. It didn't come up with his name. You see, there was no such thing back then as FaceTime. There was no such thing as WhatsApp call. There was no such thing as Snapchat. When I picked that phone up, it could have been anyone calling. But the moment I heard his voice, I knew exactly who it was. I didn't need anyone else telling me otherwise. I didn't need anyone else convincing me that it was someone else on the other end of that line. It was my father. How did I know it was my father because I recognized his voice. How did I recognize his voice? Because all these years I'd been spending time in his presence. Oh, if you are ever going to make your life count, if you are ever going to make God's name known, if you are ever going to impact the sphere of influence that God has called you to be in, then you need to know his voice. You need to seek his presence. You need to get into the secret place. You need to enjoy spending time with him for the more time you spend with your father in heaven the more sensitive you become to hearing his voice you know when you take time out to come out of your your busy schedule to turn off the noise to get around away from the distractions to be with God it is then when God can begin to speak to you and show you things and guide you and give you the clarity you need it is in that place in that secret place where he can stir your faith where he can answer your prayers where he births dreams launches miracles and reveal things to you do you know, God can't be explained. God can only be revealed. And God, he wants to reveal things to you that are unique to your life, that can only be discovered, that can only be unveiled in the secret place. God has things to show you. Blessings, solutions, answers, they are found in the secret place. Do not go into cruise control and waste time. Do not let your mornings, your evenings, your seasons, your days and your years pass you by. Do not waste another second this side of eternity. Proverbs 21 21 says, he who pursues him finds life, prosperity, and honor. Do you know what that means? It means that when you start looking in the right places, you will find everything you need. You will find everything you need. Oh, I wonder, are you pursuing him today? Are you hunting him down? Are you seeking his heart? If you want to maximize your purpose here on earth, it starts with recognizing his voice. Is this helping you this morning? 
I promise you, I'm just getting warmed up. The second key to fulfill your purpose is this. Number two is that you need to step into the unknown. Step into the unknown. Let me read you a couple more verses in this story. Acts chapter 8, verse 29 to 31. It says this. The Spirit told Philip to go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran. If you've got your Bible, underline that. That's good. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me? So he invited Philip to come and sit with him. Here we see something incredible. Philip recognizes the voice of God in the morning and he sets out on his journey. He has no details as to what could happen next. And the word of God says that as the chariot passes him by, he starts running after it. He chases the chariot. Turn to your neighbor and say, chase the chariot. Now turn to your least favorite neighbor <coughs> and say, chase the chariot. Oh, some of you husbands are in trouble over dinner. You turn the wrong way first. The wrong way first. But can you, can you picture for a moment just how crazy this must have looked? I mean, imagine you leave church this afternoon and, and, and you're, you, you go outside and you're about to cross the road when all of a sudden a car passes you, they've got their windows down and they are listening to Pastor Phil's podcast from last week's sermon. All about creation. I heard a bit of it. And you hear it. And the car pulls off for the lights. And, and you stand there and you go, you start walking. And then you start running. Hey, hey, come back here. Come, come back. Hey, the car stops. The window's down. You say, do you understand what Phil is talking about? The car says, well, the guy in the car says, well, that's a good message. But, but I could do with a bit more explanation. Jump in. So you get in the car, you start driving around Porter Down, and you're telling him all about Phil's message, and you're telling him all about Jesus. And then you see the river ban. Is that what it's called here? Is it the, <laughs> what's it called, barn? <laughs> barn. Yeah. You see the river barn, and, uh, and, and, and that, that guy or girl in the car says, I want to get baptized. So you get down out the car and you baptize them. You say, great, good decision. They drive off, you go on your way, and that's your day done. Now, none of you are going to do that today. But that's exactly what has happened in this story. The Bible says he chases after the chariot. He doesn't walk. He doesn't jog. He doesn't stop at McDonald's for his favorite breakfast. He runs. He runs. There is an urgency in his movement, a desire, a drive, a determination to put his faith into action. He is embracing the thought of not knowing what is about to happen next. Oh, I like to call that brave faith. Brave faith. Taking a risk when there is no guarantee of the outcome. That's what I love about this church. 
I love that about your pastor. Do you know we are sitting in this building today because he and a few other people had a bit of brave faith. They didn't know what was coming next. They didn't know how this was going to work out. They didn't have all the details to what God was going to do, but they did have some brave faith. And we thank God for, for, for what God has done over the last year. But if we're going to go to the next level, if we're going to see this, this city, this region, this area, this nation change for Jesus, then it's going to take a whole lot more of us to start initiating some brave faith and start activating the purpose that God has placed uniquely on your life. That's what I love about Philip in this story. He doesn't let fear creep in and knock him off course. He doesn't allow, allow the thoughts of other people to dictate his decisions. He is not swayed by those around him. He knows what God has called him to do. He is on a mission. He is onto something and he is going to chase that chariot down until he does what God has told him to do. Oh, I wonder... I wonder, what are you chasing down today that is going to change someone's tomorrow? What are you chasing down today that is going to change someone's tomorrow? Are you chasing down the people that you love? Are you chasing down a life that exemplifies Jesus Christ? Or are you too busy chasing everything else that this world has to offer? Chasing fame chasing money, chasing your next boyfriend, chasing your next girlfriend, chasing approval from people that you don't even like, chasing social media followers, chasing your next high, your next hit, your next bet. Oh, I don't know what you're chasing after, but I do know this, that if you are chasing after God, then my goodness, he is going to start showing up in your life in more ways than you can imagine. What chariot, what chariots are you chasing after? Oh, I hope, I hope it's a life of radical faith. I hope it's a life without regret. I hope it's a life that drives you to your knees in prayer because what God is calling to you to is bigger than you. Do you know when you put yourself in a position where you cannot retreat, it is amazing how your relationship with God moves to a whole new level. I'll say that again. It is amazing. You know, when you put yourself in a position where you cannot retreat, it is amazing how your relationship with God goes to a whole new level. Do you know God, He wants you to have faith for the impossible. He wants you to dare to be different, to think the unthinkable, to change the unchangeable. He wants you to step out into the unknown and take a risk so that you lean on Him and not on your own understanding. God did not take nine months to form you inside of your mother's womb so that you sit back and live an average life. Don't let the size or the speed of your dream stop you chasing after it. Don't let the voices inside your head tell you that you can't do it. Don't let people put you off. I know you may be tired. I know that you may not be at your best. I know that it might look impossible to achieve, but you can do it. 
You can do it. God has set you apart to conquer new ground, to rise to new heights, to accomplish that dream. And I believe it that for some of you today, he's about to send another chariot your way. He's lining you up another chance, another opportunity. A new beginning is on the horizon, but you've got to be like Philip and cast off your doubts, throw aside your fears and start chasing after God with everything you've got for not one thing that God has in store for you will get away it will not get away it will not get away chase the chariot chase your chariot chase your chariot with the time you have got left my third point is this making sense You know, I might sweat a little bit and shout a little bit, but it's only because I love Jesus. He's a good God. My third point and final point to fulfill your purpose is this number three, is do not be intimidated. Do not be intimidated. Acts 8, as I finish this story, 34 and 35, it says this, Then the Ethiopian asked Philip, tell me, please, who is this prophet speaking about? Himself or someone else? And then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus Christ. Do you know when Philip gets inside that chariot, he was not intimidated by who he was now with or the questions that were coming his way. He had heard the voice of God. He had taken a risk. He had stepped out. He was right where he was supposed to be. Whatever happened next was now in the hands of God. He, 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 he could have backed down. He could have been overcome with fear. He could have aborted the mission, got off of that chariot, threw his hands up in the air complaining, oh, this is too hard. This, this Christian life, I don't understand it. I, I don't know what I'm doing here, God. But he didn't because he had a purpose in him that could not be suppressed. Do you know, friend, whenever you step out of your comfort zone, there will always be an opportunity for intimidation to creep in. Ah, uh, maybe I wasn't supposed to start that business. Maybe I'm not qualified for that role. Maybe I shouldn't have left that job. I don't have all the resources. I don't know all the answers. I don't understand half the Bible. Oh, I'm too young. Oh, I'm too old. Oh, I'm not good enough. God could use, couldn't use me. Do you know what I've learned when it comes to intimidation? It is this is that intimidation always gets louder when you listen to it. Intimidation always gets louder when you listen to it. Do you know there is a man in the Bible called Nehemiah who had every opportunity to cave into intimidation. He had been given a mandate by God to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem as that city had been exposed to many attacks over the years. 
Now, as Nehemiah was building it, there were some people not too happy about his project and they tried to stop him completing his assignment. They tried to sabotage the purpose that was in his heart. They tried to kill that dream that was in him. They schemed against him. They talked badly against him. They threatened him. Nehemiah was in the firing line. He had every excuse to back down and, and give in to all that negativity, all that gossip, all those, all those thoughts inside of his head. Instead, he prays to God, God, would you strengthen my hands? He was so consumed by the call of God on his life that he shuts the door to intimidation. He didn't even entertain the thought of coming down from that wall. In fact, Nehemiah's response was this. Hey, I'm not finished here yet. You can say what you want about me, but give me another brick. When people tried to knock him off his course, he said, hey, give me another brick. When people tried to distract his focus, hey, give me another brick. When they tried to tell him that his dream could never happen, he said, hey, pass me up another brick. When they tried to intimidate him, he said, hey, come on, give me another brick. When they questioned the God who he served, he said, give me another brick. I am not coming down from this wall until I fulfill the purposes of God on my life. And 52 days later, we see that that wall had been rebuilt. It had laid in ruin for over 100 years. But now through the actions of one fearless man who knew how to shut the door to intimidation on his life, a group of people were galvanized into action. Oh church, let me tell you this. When fear and intimidation starts knocking on your door, you need to answer it with a bit of faith. Oh, I may not be where I thought I was going to be, but I'm heading in the right direction. Give me another brick. I may have made some mistakes, but, but I'm going to pick myself up and go again. Give me another brick. I may have made, I may have messed up and, you know, really made some poor choices along the way, but I know that God hasn't finished with me yet. Give me another brick. Yes, that person may have said some nasty things about me, but their words will not define me. Give me another brick. I am the head and not the tail. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If God be for me, then who can be against me? Give me another brick. Friend, the price of coming down from that wall and not doing what God has called you to do is greater than staying on that wall and being persecuted. Perhaps the rest of the band can come forward as I finish. Some of you today need to purpose in your heart that you're gonna stay on that wall. You're gonna stay on that path. You're gonna stay on track. You're gonna keep building that dream. You're gonna keep turning up. Why? Because you have a purpose to fulfill. Do you know when Philip woke up that morning, 
He didn't know how he was going to spend the 1,440 minutes that we all get in a day. He didn't know that he was going to meet this influential Ethiopian man in such unique circumstances. He didn't know how God was gonna use him. But he did know this, that if he made some space in his day to recognise the voice of God, if he was bold in stepping out into the unknown and taking a risk, if he learned how to shut the door to intimidation, then God was gonna start showing up in his life. And my goodness, we see what happens in this story. That through Philip doing all of that stuff, this Ethiopian man meets Jesus in a personal way. He gets baptized and he goes home to transform an entire nation. Friend, I tell you why I love this passage so much. Because that man in the story could be you. It could be you. Why? Because your life matters. Your life matters. You are an important piece to God's jigsaw puzzle. Created for purpose. Designed to make a difference and leave a legacy. Oh friends, I came here to tell you this morning that time is short. Time is short. It is slipping. It is slipping through your fingers and you need to maximize it. You need to make a change. I'm not saying it will be easy. There will be setbacks. There will be disappointments. There will be pain. There will be seasons where you question God and situations that do not make sense. But do not let that stop you going after all that God has mapped out and marked out for your life. Friends, you do make a difference. You do make a difference. And it is not too late to become all who God has called you to be. Yesterday has gone. Tomorrow has not yet come. But you have today. Today is here. Today is here. Spend your time loving God with all your heart. Spend your days serving your neighbours. Spend your years living on purpose for Jesus Christ. There are people out there who are waiting on you. So today, would you pick up your cross? Would you grab another brick? Would you step out? Because friend, you have a chariot to chase in Jesus' name. If you believe it, would you say amen in this place today? Come on, band. Let's sing. Would you stand to your feet? And let's praise Him. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now. And we will see you next time on the Ariat Church Podcast. Mm-hmm.